And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the sixth episode of the Xbox Live Party Podcast USA stream. And I'm joined tonight by Power Man 4K and Slayer Exclusive. Um, thought we might have gotten John Blue tonight as well, but uh, apparently something's come up. I've reached out to him, and we're waiting on a response. But getting close to the holidays, still news coming out every day. That's Power, what you've been playing? Uh, well, uh, I took some time before the podcast, and I jumped into the gunk. Uh, it just came out today, I believe. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool little game. Um, kind of like a ex- exploration, uh, platformer with a little bit of combat. Um, pretty, pretty fun. Looks pretty good on, on the big screen TV. Uh, other than that, um, you know, just my, 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 uh, I call them my comfort foods, you know, so I'm, I'm playing Diablo three season 25 and, uh, uh, I've been trying to dying light, getting ready for dying light too. Uh, looks pretty cool. And. Uh, still dabbling in Halo, of course. So, oh, of course. Slayer, what you been doing? Uh, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing a couple games. I finished off uh, GTA Three, and then I was just completing some of the rest of the achievements that I had left over. Still not done yet, but I have a couple more left to go. But trying to clean that up, and then been playing um, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Uh, got a new DLC. We got a couple new levels, so I've been playing through that. So I could uh, post that up on my my own channel. And uh, other than that, I just played a couple indie games here and there. I actually we my friends and I got a chance to play a good long session of Among Us yesterday since it came out uh, this week on Xbox uh, on Game Pass. And uh, yeah, awesome game as I'm sure many people know already because I'm sure that there's everyone's played it by now. And uh, today I started this game. I, this is my, my second time playing through it, but it's this game called King's Quest. If you've ever heard of it, it's it's actually the, the remake that came out in 2015 of the classic series that came out like back in the 90s. Um, and this is basically, it plays like a Telltale game, but it's an, it's an awesome like adventure game where you do like puzzles and stuff like that and like quests and stuff. It's awesome. But that's pretty much it for me. Um, and you know, other than that, just like ESO, and uh, yeah, and I can't wait. My vacation starts after tomorrow. Tomorrow's my last day of work, so gonna do a lot of gaming next two nice. weeks. Oh, jealous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Well, I've been saving my vacation days, so it's time to use them. I have been playing Halo. And <laughs> nice. It's all I've been playing. Campaign. Shocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, campaign, and then uh, you can see on screen I was uh, playing some multiplayer. We just totally got our asses kicked in this match, but the but the other two matches that I have on here, I, I held my own and I did really good. So yeah, I see nice. back in the chat. That's our uh, that's our dedicated fan Slayer. In case you didn't know, he's here every. Oh yeah, Thimber. Yeah, I mean he comments all my videos. He's always there. <laughs> yeah. He's an awesome dude. He's awesome. Yeah. But other really than that, you know, um, so we've had, uh, we had a tragedy in Kentucky um, uh, early this week with the tornado that 
came through. I think it's the, the longest running tornado in history in the United States. It went all the way from, went across three states, and most of that was in Kentucky. And so it was pretty bad. Um, me and the family were fine. Um, a little property damage would have been a lot worse if I hadn't already had things buttoned up for the winter. Um, but other than that, it's just surviving. And I built a computer for my daughter for Christmas over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Daddy got a new one, so it was time for her to get a new one too. But other than that, oh, and I did download the Matrix, the Unreal Engine demo. Oh, yeah. I still got to check that out. There you go. Oh, yeah. Got to. Got to do Uh, it. it. It's Slayer. It's good. It's really good. I'm like, wow. I mean, yes. It it wasn't like quite Hellblade two levels of um, immersion that we saw at the Game Awards, but dude, it's right up there. I'm like, wow, this seriously, this is going to be the standard of games going forward. It's give me VR, holy crap! <laughs> I I wanted I wanted to ask Bob and maybe even Slayer. Do you guys remember that uh, that Matrix game called The Path of Neo? Do you guys remember that? Do you guys ever recall that game coming out? It does ring a bell, yeah. but I, I never put my finger on it. Oh, okay. So I'm a huge Matrix fan. I watched that movie like eight times when it came out um, in like 1999. And uh, so I played The Path of Neo on the, I think it was the original Xbox. That game was amazing. Oh, man. It plays through the movies, all that kind of stuff. And then once you get the Unreal Engine five demo, it, it, man, I, my my thirst, I'm just like, dude, I want, I want a Xbox exclusive Matrix game, man. Like, how awesome would that be with that world, uh, you know, and and those textures and details and using Unreal Engine five? Oh man, it'd be amazing. Yeah, I love the banter between. Um neo and shoot what's her name the community is going to kill me but trinity Trinity, yes exactly the banter (laughs) between the two of them like they're 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 looking at each other and they're like you you still know how to do this right you still okay you know you haven't forgotten this right and i'm like what the hell did y'all just wake up from a thousand years sleep or some shit oh man come on now you're you're, uh you're diving into um (laughs) the, the the new stuff man i'm telling you uh, it's gonna be good. Yeah, if if you all haven't noticed, uh, Bob's a little under the weather. Oh yeah, but the show must go on. If I can speak, I'm I'm doing it. So, what what did you take from that Matrix Unreal Engine Five demo? Power. Um, the biggest thing that I took from uh, from that was just looking at. Uh, not so much just like the Matrix because that's cool from from a fan perspective, but I was really uh, taking time to go into fly mode and check out the you know I mean I, I was going into each window and looking in things and, and messing with the lighting and the shadows. Uh, it really makes me excited for the future of gaming, right? And it really goes to show that you know that these consoles aren't no, no specific console is holding anything back. Right. Unreal engine five is running just as good on a two T flop PC or it's all about how it's being processed, how these assets are being handled. And uh, knowing that a, 
Gear 6 is already in development in Unreal Engine 5. We, we're seeing Hellblade, which is obviously probably the best-looking game I've ever seen ever, right? That was probably the best-looking game that I've seen to date as far as visually. Um, and, and it really isn't anything that I think comes close as far as like Hellblade. This new, these new engines and these new consoles, we're not even close to tapping uh, the giant resource that's inside of these things, man. So the biggest thing for me is I'm just excited for the future. It's really kind of a glimpse into what we're going to be getting the next probably five to 10 years, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, I'm starting to look at the, what the metaverse could be in a different light. I mean, we could have people, uh, the, you know, the ones that don't leave their parents' basement, they could be living lives on the internet. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, well, Slayer, you haven't tried it, but you need to try it. Definitely. Oh yeah, I think I'll 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 try to see if I can get a chance over the weekend because definitely want to check it out. It looks really good. I've yeah. seen some footage of it, and it looks it looks really good. It, so. And the cool the cool thing is like you basically start out like you know it, it's almost like a um it reminds me of um like an arcade shooter you know where that you know you get in these scenes. Do you guys remember? Um, oh man, it was in, it was in the arcade and. You, you, you're driving around, you're driving, you're talking. And like Bob said, there's a lot of banter. They're kind of goofing off. And then they pop off into like a shooting scene, you know, where like your Neo or your uh, Trinity or what have you, um, or the new character that you end up walking around with. And then there's a part where it kind of dumps you out and lets you explore um, the city, quote unquote, you know what I mean? That they have kind of mm -hmm. running in the background. So you can like kind of watch the AI. You can... Um, you can, you know, turn shadows, you can change the time of day. Uh, you can see basically how Unreal Engine 5 is, you know, my guess is, you know, setting up all of these um, scenes and assets. So it's really cool to kind of get a behind the scenes glimpse at whatever they're going to be using. So, yeah, and, and it's free, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no commitment. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. On to our next one. So it's no longer a rumor. Um, if you think it is, I encourage you to go onto Ubisoft's YouTube channel and watch their nine minute video on how they are remaking Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah. And wow. And I didn't realize this, but Splinter Cell was actually Ubisoft's first like adult themed game before that they were just they were making like well they weren't kids games but they definitely that there definitely wasn't death and blood and everything else mm. and so hearing them talk about how they were excited to put the first splinter cell on the xbox because of the world the real world shadows and everything and the night and the dark and the light and the day and i almost felt like i was watching an episode i had to actually back out of my youtube video because i thought i was watching on accident an episode of the making of xbox video the way ubisoft went into xbox and no i was still watching the ubisoft video but i didn't i guess i didn't really realize that xbox had a big part of splinter cell too and i mean it's going to be a it, 
they it makes sounds like they're doing it the correct way. It sounds like they're doing it the same way Mafia One was done. It's going to be a new engine. It's going to be completely redone. This is not going to be just a new slap of paint. This is not going to get the GTA treatment that everybody is unhappy with. This is going to be a true remake. And I would even go as far as to say reboot. And I'm excited because I'm not expecting, whenever this does come out, I'm not expecting to play the same game that I played 15 years ago. Uh, I'm looking for a different experience, and I think they're going to give it to us. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, it looks it looks amazing, man. I, you know, I to me, you know, Splinter Cell and the OG Xbox kind of go hand in hand, right? It was like one of those mature um, games that came out, and I was really really into. I loved the um, style of gameplay that comes along with it, and I've always and that kind of you know Splinter Cell kind of made me an Ubisoft fan back in the day, right? I wasn't like. You know, Ubisoft wasn't totally on my radar until Splinter Cell. And then I was like, whoa, this game is awesome. You know what I mean? Played all of them. Um, super excited that we're going to get a remake. Um, I mean, do you guys think that that's going to be like basically, are we talking like a Resident Evil 2 remake uh, type level? You know what I mean? Are we talking like same game, but just crazy new assets and, and all that kind of stuff? Uh, definitely looking at a Resident Evil. I mean, um so i think the plot if anything the plot from the first game and see we don't even know if this is actually going to be just the first game i mean because because grand theft auto did their first three console games um i would be tickled to death to see um the original splinter cell with pandora tomorrow and chaos theory i mean those three kind of I feel like they went together. Yeah. But maybe yeah. Hmm. I mean that would be that would be like a fan's wet dream, but I, I don't I it don't would, know wouldn't if, it? <laughs> if Ubisoft is uh is gonna take that route only because of the fact that um you know I feel like they're you know like they're they they hesitated to even like go down this path and actually release this game or like even like think about releasing it. So I have a feeling like I'm excited. I mean I I love stealth games. I've played through um the remas the remake of thief which when it came out that game love that game and i actually played it like i try to be as stealthy as i could i i, I enjoy those games i do like hitman hitman is you know i haven't tried it since blood money um i, I played like some of the new games a little bit but and i do enjoy them i just feel like hitman is like super intense like you need to like do everything perfectly and uh that actually takes a long time because you need to plan it out unless you you know you use a guide but you know, sometimes I, I don't go that route. So, but I feel like, yeah, I, I do feel like they're going to, it's only going to be one game. And I do think for this first uh, remake or whatever the hell it is, it's probably going to be kind of like, um, I want to say Mafia, like Mafia 1, the Mafia 1 Definitive Edition that came out recently. Um, just be, basically because like, you know, I think they want to kind of test the waters and I, and like because of that fear that they initially had, I think that they want to kind of, you know, tread carefully and actually see if like, you know, if they can do it because I feel like they they feel like they lost their mojo and they don't need, you know, they they don't want to upset the fans because it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, I think they want to, you know, be careful with it. So, yeah, I, yeah, you, I, I, I agree. I think Sam Fisher has major mojo. And even if game bad, you put 
Sam Fisher on screen with night vision goggles, and you hear that. <laughs> Everybody go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, I mean, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully it's a good game because if if it if it if it's if it bombs, that's going to be very bad for that series. His future. Well, so. if you notice that they already put, like they immediately um, follow that up with hiring. So this is clearly like this. I'm I'm guessing this decision literally just got cleared. You know what I mean? Very recently. I mean, yeah, because they realized how how much the fans were pissed at them because of the NFT bullshit, and then you know you got them like literally just like just you know this whole time people have been asking for this game and every time they they get basically shafted by by ubisoft with stupid like you know like oh sam fisher's in you want sam fisher well you're not getting a game but you're getting him in freaking rainbow six siege or or you know in like in like this other game in freaking uh tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands or some you know they just keep putting him like to other games but they never actually made a, a game for him for his own so yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing I didn't really like about um, what they did to Splinter Cell before the hiatus. So you had, you know, you had the first three games. And I'm trying, for the life of me, I can't remember the moniker of the first game. Do you, either of you remember what it was called? Uh, the very first one? Was it, it was Splinter Cell Stealth Reimagined or Stealth. It was something. I can't remember what it was. But it had a moniker like 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 the second one was Pandora Tomorrow and the third one was Chaos Theory and the first one had a, a moniker after this name Splinter Cell as well and I can't remember what the hell it was. Mm, I'm looking it up and it doesn't look like it. Yeah, it looks like it was just Splinter Cell. Oh wow! Then they had Pandora Tomorrow, then Chaos Theory, then they had something called Essentials. I don't even know of that one. Didn't even know. That. Oh, that yeah, was PSP. That's why. That was PSP. That's why. Then oh, Double Agent, yeah. then Conviction, and then Blacklist was the last one. <clears throat> yeah. So Double Agent was the last one where we saw a um, not really a young, but still the Sam Fisher that we all knew and loved and remembered. Um, in Conviction, they aged him so much in that game. Uh, I'm honestly believing that we do need a remake at this point because they yeah. have they have um, they've aged him in conviction. So where do we go from here? You can't really make new ones because he's an old man now. So yeah, reboot it, remake it. Let's start from scratch. And I gotta go my food just got here i gotta go get my food so you guys talk about this <laughs> yeah no i think i think the remake will be good man i think that it'll uh kind of invigorate the series everybody i mean literally i think every ubisoft post or every video that we see you, you see somewhere in the comment section about somebody saying where's splinter cell and they, they tease us in rainbow six siege by putting them in there and, um, and, you know, kind of putting, you know, Splinter Cell and all these other areas. And it's good to see that basically, you know, the gamers spoke up and finally enough people uh, paid attention. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, I think, you know, Ubisoft was just under fire constantly just because of all the things that they were doing, you know, like, I mean, even with, <clears throat> even with uh, the new direction that they're trying to take, you know, Assassin's Creed in, not a lot of people are necessarily a fan of it. So, 
it sounds interesting to me. I mean, it's going to be like one platform. I hopefully, they, hopefully they don't change the gameplay too much. But, but yeah, in terms of Splinter Cell, yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I, it's been a long time coming. I mean, at this point, it's been what seven, eight years now. It's going to be nine in uh, <laughs> literally in a month. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're, uh, yeah, they're not, they're dropping bombs, <laughs> like, re, like even with um the remake or remaster of prince of persia that's been on hold for a long time now that oh, was yeah. supposed to come out like two years ago so they need to, yeah, there's they need to actually, get their shit together there's actually been comparisons made to this splinter cell remake and the prince of persia and people are like well i hope it doesn't uh wind up yeah. like prince of persia and i'm like i'm that. thinking how was that remake and then i remembered oh that's right we're still waiting on it yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. I remember when I first like I even I even I think at one point it came up on the store to pre-order, and it was actually like on the Xbox store to pre-order, and and I think I was like, oh look at that, it's literally coming out in like a couple months, and that was like what I think December twenty twenty was was when it was initially supposed to release, and yep, since then nothing. Yeah. So. Well, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 22 minutes. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, and uh, you know, <laughs> we'll see you in the new year. <laughs> but no, I do want to talk about um, real Amazon, quick. Bob. Amazon getting in there, ain't they? And Amazon could be a real competitor. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. In gaming. Yeah. Their streaming service. I don't know. I tell you, if anybody could do it, I think it would be Amazon. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't talking, agree with are that. You are you talking from firsthand experience, Bob? Or, uh, did you? Uh, did no, you I mean every every single one of their games has literally failed, except for New World. New World is the only one that's kind of holding on. But every other game that they try to release, I mean, maybe like in terms of their streaming service, maybe that's a different story. But game wise, they're not doing well at all. So. I know, but I've been seeing a lot of advertising from them here lately, and I don't know. Somebody made the decision to pump some more money into that. Yeah, I mean, they what it, if hopefully they fired their director, whatever the, I forget his name, but he was like, I remember he he knows he has no knowledge of video games, like he doesn't play them himself. So, you know, not that that's a requirement, but like he's literally like a businessman first, and that's it. Like I remember reading some articles about him, and he literally just. That's all he's after. He's after the money. He doesn't care. Like he, that's one. Like he's one of. The, he's the main reason why all the projects have failed because the developers are always coming to him and telling him like, "Listen, we need to do this. We want to do this." He's like, "No, no, no. Cut corners. Do this. Do this instead." And, and it's just like, you know, it's these decisions that like the developers are just like, "What?" They're just scratching their head, and it's just like, you know, it just leads to them like having to cancel the project, and it's just like, wow. And those some of those games could be like really good too. You know, some yeah. of them seem very promising. It's a good thing that New World is doing good, but all their other projects have pretty much disappeared. Well, and, and New World may be doing good because isn't that the only place you can play it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it is on Steam, though. Actually, I'm it's not on, sure. It's on. It's on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. Um, I think that a lot, a lot of that has to do with the. Um, so it, there's a lot of going on with Activision Blizzard, as we all know, right? So a lot of people are are pushing away from the world of Warcraft and, and they're basically hungry for other MMOs. Uh, new world was kind of hyped up to kind of be this new uh, replacement for that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the reality is it, of it is that, you know, 
gamers are fickle and they like to move on, you know, and it's still doing well, but you know, I mean, right now on steam, it's got 85,000 people in game. I mean, you know, I would, I would, I would, I would wager that even World of Warcraft right now with all the stuff going on probably has, you know, several hundred thousand, you know what I mean? That are playing right now with, with no, with no new content, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, well, I'm not even factoring in Final Fantasy 14, you know, because um, I can't really. Speak I mean, on that, that, that game, <laughs> that game is killing it. Yeah, they had, they, had to shut the, they had to shut the servers down because so many people were trying to play it. They had to stop selling the game. So they, they, they yeah. had to stop selling it so much. That's freaking insane. <laughs> it's great. Like, they're, they're servers, you know. Paramount, are you drinking? You, I could have swore you just said hundreds of thousands. of I'm, Don't you know Warcraft is dead? <laughs> well, Elder I don't Scrolls know about, Online killed it. I don't know about that, sir. But uh, uh, I definitely, you know, World of Warcraft is still probably the largest MMO in the world. I, Final Fantasy it just recently crossed it in concurrent numbers. Um, but like, like I said, gamers have short memories, and <laughs> they, they drop a big, a big uh, expansion. You know, people come back. You know, it, it is what it is. MMO players kind of, kind of do that. But um, you know, yeah. As far as like Amazon New World, I, I think it's got potential. Um, but I worry about these large companies. Same thing with Stadia, right? Like we were, you know, Stadia jumped in the gaming market hard, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna make new games. We're gonna have exclusives." And, and you know, they came in strong. But the the biggest problem that they had was they didn't make a console. You know, just relying on strictly cloud gaming alone with nothing else behind it in my opinion, is dangerous. You know what I mean? Because now you're relying on too many factors to enjoy the gaming experience. And so what happened? Stadia stopped, uh, shut down their first party studios. And now they're basically just a service to, to access games. And, you know, like the Stadia Premier Edition is 22 bucks. It's sold out, but it's $22. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. And then if any if anybody's going to jump into trying to put NFTs in their games, it's going to be you know people like that. Which I'm glad that gamers are speaking out about you know this whole NFT nonsense that's going on in gaming. Um, and I, I'm sure we can probably talk about that. But you know, Stalker Stalker Two, for instance, you know, um, saying they were getting into it, and of course they just released something saying that they were backing out of it. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, they made the decision to step away from the nfts yeah i think thimber just mentioned it not that long ago in yeah. chat oh yeah okay yeah so yeah so they 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 dropped a, an announcement saying originally that they were uh and they got so much backlash on it um you know i just don't know i don't know who's telling i don't know who's in these ears telling these people <laughs> that doing nfts are, are a good thing in gaming that's the last thing that people are going to need right now you know what i mean We've already got to deal with microtransactions and, and free-to-play gotcha moments. Um, NFTs are just a dangerous, dangerous path to go down. Um, and, and they're just they're just whale hunting. They're looking for whales, people who are going to spend the big bucks, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that gamers are speaking out and saying something about it. And hopefully that's, that's where it stays. Okay, I don't – I'm not recognizing the acronym. What's an NFT? So an NFT, Bob, is okay. So basically, like, imagine if I had a painting, right? And so I don't really have a painting, 
but I'm going to give you a receipt that says that you have ownership of this painting, but you don't actually have it in your possession, nor does really anybody else. But because you hold this receipt, it holds value to people who may want your receipt for ownership of said thing that nobody really owns. And if you're super confused, then I just yeah, wrap your head around that. <laughs> if, if, if you're confused, you should be <laughs> because everybody else is picking up pieces of brain off the floor right now. Yeah, it's really it's a really dumb concept, but it's it's selling like like crazy it's, 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 for some it's reason. Huge. It reminds me of like almost like a pyramid scheme, right? It reminds me of a. Um, something that, that that is promising value. It's a digital, it's a digital copy of something that you don't own, nor does the person that has it, right? And a lot of these websites are popping up to sell, you know, like like the gaming and things, right? So there'll be pictures, um, you know, even gifts, you know, and then and then they they're, they're like kind of quote unquote one of a kind, if you want to call them that, but they're digital. And like I said, people are just kind of buying into it. And uh, the, the dangerous part is when you start getting into that kind of stuff with gaming, then it starts it starts to become less about playing a game and more about trying to outbid somebody for a, a cosmetic item, you know? Oh, well, yeah, that does sound really retarded. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. But so, on a different note, it seems that 343 Industries has, and before I say it, I'm just going to remind you, Ash, yes, they listen to fans, and you are getting a lot more of the cosmetic stuff after level 10 than just the XP boosts and challenge changes, which... There's a st- so some people believe that uh, that they were going to do it until they got called out and then they were going to go back on it. And I look at it as this is the first like battle pass that any game in the Xbox Studios has had. And uh, you can't you can't go off of Call of Duty, and you can't go off well, of Battlefield. No, Let me... Sea of Thieves. Figuring that that's that one's had a lot of battle passes for a while now. I think this is it's really? one. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, it's like number See, you five. You can tell who doesn't point. play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think literally this week. I mean, you know, Halo has had it longer, but literally this week they added some Minecraft Dungeons too. And Minecraft Dungeons is actually going to follow the same suit as Halo Infinite, where once you buy it, um, you're able to just keep it without it expiring. So, and just change between them, which is good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I really hope Sea of Thieves does that because Sea of Thieves still has the timer for some stupid reason. But yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think that uh, what would be the benefit of? 343 doing it the way they did it at launch and instead of the way they're doing it now. What would have really been the benefit? I mean, you already bought the battle pass. Uh, Are you referring to it expiring or what exactly? Sorry. 
No, they've uh, they've revamped the rewards. Oh, I didn't even notice Battle that. Pass. I haven't been on it in like a week or two. So if it's recently, then the only thing that I, the last thing I remember learning or like reading about is the XP changes where they made it like you get the XP for like five, the first 10 matches you do a day or whatever. I didn't see Correct. the rewards being changed. Yes, but that's good to hear. The rewards were changed and to be more specific. Um, let's see. So after level 10 in the events, um, XP boosts, etc., have been replaced by cosmetics and armor pieces instead. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. That's yeah, great. that's good. I don't think that's something they were holding from people. I just it's a positive change. Yeah, Although I, just, I do think it was, that it was probably people getting pissed off for them to do it. I don't think they had that plan originally because otherwise they would have, you know, changed it <laughs> or not have it released the way that it did. Well, they may not have had a problem. They may not have seen the issue with their plan to start because I mean, you already bought the bottle, the battle pass. What were they going to gain or lose by changing the way things are done? I just think they didn't know. They didn't have any experience. Yeah, I mean, personally, like when I looked at the battle pass before these changes, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot better now. I didn't really necessarily see a problem with it because like I'm used to like, you know, games like League or Fortnite where they have like literally one skin for like $20 or $25 and it's freaking insane. And you're just like, you know, and I still buy some of those, you know, like it's, it's sad. I'm sad to admit it. But yeah, I do. Um, but like the fact that you're paying $10 for, you know, a battle pass that doesn't expire and you're literally getting like, it was, I mean, there was at least like five to 10 armors that I saw, which was pretty good. I mean, you know, H Halo's history, they've never had, you know, this purchase purchasable like DLC or like these, you know, microtransactions, but you know, that is, that is the world we live in today. So you kind of have to like get with the times and just, you know, accept the fact that that's just what's going to happen. So I think, I think it's, you know, I think it was fine before, but now it's much better that they, that they did that. So. And any of you that have checked out dealer gaming's video today on YouTube. Um, yeah. Forza Motorsport eight. Bring it baby. Oh yeah. I'm ready. Me too. I'm ready. Let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think, I think that game is going to blow our minds visually, mm -hmm. you know? And I think we're going to see 100% of the, of the series X and, 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 and obviously, you know, a top end PC uh, and what we're going to be able to do, you know, on these consoles, man. And just that little bit that we saw, um, you know, those, those vehicles and that was all, that was all early, early stuff. But, uh, yeah, Forza Motorsport 8 is primed up to look pretty good, man. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm all about me some cars. And Forza Motorsports does it just about as real as anybody. I mean, they're just, yes, Horizon is a lot of fun. There's a lot of arcade racing thrown in to Forza that makes it fun 
I'm not saying that motorsports not fun, but it's very, very competitive. It's 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 race game. <laughs> Racing. Race that's race game, brother. Yeah, I think oh, it, I, I think it's gonna be awesome. I, and they, I remember them talking about how they were gonna, you know, they were doing a lot of revamps and kind of you know rethinking about what motorsport eight is gonna be. So I think that's gonna be uh, exciting. And once again, another first party, huge first party entry into Game Pass that can potentially pull people in, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all out. What y'all want to talk about? <laughs> NFTs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what oh, else man. can I make out of it? So, funny story. Um, if any of you watch Gaming Beyond the Box, they have a little skit where they do the um, let's see, F- they do an FNP spot where it's um, it's a fanboy neutering program. <laughs> It's just like a, it's a funny skit because fanboys need to be neutered, neutered. They don't need to reproduce. And so I went on Game Beyond the Boxes site and I bought an FNP t-shirt. <laughs> and right underneath of it, right underneath the big FNP letters, it says fanboy neutering program. And I was like, okay, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Okay. So it came That's in, and I'm standing on one side of the house, and I hold it up, and I was like, my shirt came. And my wife was on the other end of the house, and she thought it stood for fat, naked people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't uh, make this shit up. Fat, naked people. Uh, oh, I wouldn't wow. have, have an enemy to, to tell her the truth, you know? Just let, just let her keep going with that, you know? <laughs> I looked at her, and I said, are you calling us fat? <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, yeah, they've been they've they've been in an uproar since uh, since we saw Hellblade at the Game Awards. That's for sure. Uh, They 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 don't want to believe it, man. They don't want to believe a game can look that good and be that mature and um, and story driven on Xbox. You know, it's almost like all these narratives are dying one by one. I mean, and it's only gonna it's only gonna get worse for them from here. If you're expecting less games from 2022 on you're going to be sadly disappointed because 2022 actually you know february from february on 2022 is just going to hurt so many people's backlogs it's going to be so incredible man like i don't i don't know how i'm getting to these games my backlog screaming for mercy now exactly yeah same six I mean, I haven't even started that game. Oh goodness! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I have so many that uh, that I would I would love to just go back and just you know play, check out, and what have you. And then I'm like, oh my god, Elden Ring, Dying Light Two. I mean, just so many coming out back to back to back. Then Stalker Two looks amazing. Um. And then I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure Frozen Motorsport Eight is sometime next year. And then, obviously, once we get later on in the fall, then we got Starfield. Then I'm pretty much done with anything when that game comes out. 
you know, because that's Han Solo fallout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, how could you go wrong? You, go. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, I still got, I still got to play Horde Vote on Doom. You promise it's there? It really is. Yeah, I, pl- I li- when we when we talked about it, I literally played it. I literally got off and I played it uh, a match of it right after. It's it's awesome, dude. Like it's it's, but it's no joke, bro. Like it's no joke. Like it it will it will punish you if you're not on top of it. And there's like it, okay, so you know whenever you do like those um like the rune rifts or whatever when you go do the challenges, yes, yep. It's all it's almost like that. So it's like, but it's round based. So there's oh, wow. limited ammo, you know, and you have to be constantly, you know, using your chainsaw and, you know, so it's like those real high intensity bouncing back and forth. Um, and then that, that's round one and you move on, you know, kind of, I mean, kind of like gears, but I feel like gears is a little bit slower because you're setting up and you're building things and then you do a round, but like, you know, doom and good fat and good fashion as it is, it's just, punching you in the face with it nonstop, you know. That's right. Take it, take it, right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. With the sickness, I can't give you the smooth the smooth sounds of KY, so I was gonna give you the funny sounds of KY. (laughs) Oh man. So I mean where do we think so I haven't beaten Halo Infinite yet. I don't know if either of you have, but I'm assuming that from everything that I've seen, and keep in mind, I've stayed away from everything that looked like it was going to go into spoiler town. But from everything I've seen, um, this it doesn't look like we're going to explore this entire ring, the entire Zeta ring. So with 343 coming out and saying this is a 10-year plan of a game, um, are we going to be getting more parts of the ring? Or are we going to be rinsing and repeating the same? Or I mean, I would be all right with it. You know, don't put me solely in a new area. Let me go back to the old areas too. But I don't know. I'm And... You know, I guess I should have finished Halo Wars 2 because I honestly thought that Atriox was still alive. When when did Atriox die? I mean, he's 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 standing there, he's alive and well, drops Master Chief into open space. Mm-hmm. And when Master Chief is rescued by the Pelican, you know, pilot, the next thing you hear is Atriox is dead. And it's like, uh, but Atriox is the one that just dumped Master Chief into space. Hmm. So what's going on? Where's Atriox? And I, I had heard that um, Infinite is supposed to pick up directly after the story events of Halo Wars 2. And now I'm regretting not finishing Halo Wars 2. Yeah, because that may give me some insight. Yeah, so like the general consensus uh, is that Atriox was implied to be dead, um, but nothing has been 
100% confirmed. And I have not finished Halo Infinite. So if that if that's cleared up later on in the game, then I, I, I take that back. But I'm probably like, I don't know, maybe maybe halfway. You know, I haven't had enough time to sit down and finish it. But I know from Halo Wars 2 that he was more or less in, implied to be. So... Let's see, I didn't finish Halo Wars 2, but I know that the entire game you were fighting Atriox. I mean, he was the bad mofo. But I guess I didn't finish it, so I don't know. Do you kill him at the end? um, Do you think you killed him? If I remember correctly, it was... I was in the ship. it's, 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 It's failing me. But... I know that it's it's very ambiguous and kind of left open, um, because think think about the beginning of Halo whenever it shows Chief and him, where him like beating the crap out of Chief, and then it yeah, just that's cuts, not like, in it Halo just cuts Wars. off. No, and then it just cuts off, and then all of that stuff happens. The war or whatever broke out to broke to break the Halo ring, and then now now Atriox is dead and Eshram and. Uh, all the other guys are kind of left left over and there's this overarching story of them digging and looking and trying to find which my guess is probably forerunner technology um oh definitely so yeah i think that i think there's more to the story and, and here's the thing like we have to remember and it's, it reminds me a little bit of like destiny and all that kind of stuff like you know for destiny has been telling the story that they're in right now since the game came out, <laughs> like the whole darkness coming back and um, Sabathun and all these major characters that are in the Destiny universe, um, like they're they're just now getting to sh- show these characters to light. And the game has been out since 2014. So if a game like Halo Infinite, which we know is going to have like episodic continuations of campaign, um, you know, who's to say that Atriox isn't uh, the giant big baddie that's going to lead up to a big, massive, you know, culmination. I mean, how, how awesome would it be to, you know, you play Halo Infinite and it's not really in the news and all of a sudden they drop a trailer with Atriox in it. You know what I mean? And then there you go. Like now, now Halo's back in the minds of people. Now they're buying the battle pass. Now they're subscribing to game pass. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's my guess. Like I said, I haven't beat the game yet, so I I don't want to, I'm not going to speak on it officially. You know, so until I finish it, um, you know, nothing else. And honestly, I it's just made me want to kind of go back and 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 go through Halo Wars two <laughs> again, you know, to get how, a lot of that story. And how cool would it be at uh, at the very beginning of one of those DLCs or episodic contents, you see a flood ship crash landing into Halo Zeta? Oh man. That'd be crazy. Right? That'd be crazy. <laughs> like, oh my god, not again. The flood has so much potential. Imagine like a Halloween event with the flood on the on Zeta Halo ring, and they just kind of let you run around and just like do do like almost like horde mode of just you know fighting off these giant waves of the flood. I got there's so I mean, much the, potential, man. The flood in open in an open world. Oh god. Yeah, sign That's me terrifying. up. It's terrifying. How far have you gotten, Slayer? 
So I'll be honest, I actually haven't started because I'm trying to stick to my guns and wait until the co-op releases. I know that's probably oh, wow. crazy, but I've been, yeah, it's Halo's a game that I've always played it with somebody. And so I was kind of upset when they said that it's not going to have co-op. And I've, I don't, I mean, I may have played it by myself, but like it was definitely not the first time around. First time around, I always play with somebody. With one of my friends so i think that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna just wait till it comes out so you know it kind of sucks i wish i could be playing it right now but since there's no co-op i just kind of have to wait now i do have some perspective on that um not you know i haven't heard anything just the it's just the way that i feel um after experiencing the open world of halo infinite and I can see why they did put a hold on co-op because if you think about it, an open world of this scale, I mean, they're really looking at the same issues that they dealt with um, with State of Decay 2 um, times 10. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going, how far are you going to allow players to get apart from each other? And is it going to screw with the the ai that this person's fighting over here are they going to take off running over there towards where the other I mean, player i mean it's it's a lot to take into account and i can see why they delayed it i'm not happy with it just like you're not happy with it but i see i i do understand because it is it's the world's massive it is yeah, I mean, look, I, I sort of understand it too. Like, I'm not saying, like, listen, I'm not a developer, right? Like, I I don't know all of the things that it takes to to make this these things happen. But I also feel like you know, there's other games that have made it work. It's not like this is the first game that's trying to be an open world game that is trying to have co-op. Like, look at Dying Light. You know, it's not. It's Dying Light is not necessarily an open world. It has areas. Like, there's like three different towns, and then there's a DLC which also has like its own map. But like. Why not make it like that? Make it map-based. You don't have to make a super open world game. Like I don't know how Halo Infinite campaign works. I mean, you've played it, so like I, you know, I don't I can't really speak on it whether there are any like, you know, transitioning borders or whatever kind of like in, you know, an MMO or, you know, like WoW is literally open world where like the continent can be explored without no loading screens unless you're going from continent to continent. Um, you know, like with ESO for instance, each map has borders and once you go to the next area, you have to go through a loading screen. So there's different ways it could have been done. And I guess if, you know, if that was just not in their artistic vision and they wanted to try to make it work with the way that they made the game now, I mean, I, I guess, you know, that's something that, you know, I can honor. Like, I, you know, that's fine. But I just feel like, like I said, there's other games that have made it work. So they probably could have made it work too if they just maybe made some slight changes, you know? Like in Dying Light, you could literally be on one side of the map and your co-op teammates could be on the other complete side of the map be doing their own thing story-wise you always have to like teleport to each other which that's kind of annoying but i get i get that i understand that you know they have to be near you to be able to like see what's happening so the you know so the story can progress um and that's you know but like just like other halo games like when you're when you're too far it just teleports you right i mean they could have done something like that too you know Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm sure they wanted to. I'm sure they didn't want any boundaries. And 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 to be honest with you, I don't think there should have been any boundaries. 
I don't think there should be when co-op does release. I mean, I, I expect you to be able to be as far away from each other as possible. I don't yeah. want to be tethered or anything. No, I get that. I mean, I think there's a game, and I and I haven't played this game yet, but I've heard about it, and I've heard people that play it, like Divinity 2. That game, I believe, you can literally be like in completely different areas of the world and literally be moving the story at two different spots. Like, my teammate could be on the other side of the world and doing a quest that I'm not even a part of. I don't necessarily like that idea. That's kind of lame because then I don't get to see what they're doing and vice versa they don't get to see what i'm doing and like the story beats that i like i'm passing and you know whatever but i mean you know i definitely agree with you i don't i didn't necessarily would appreciate if you you were tethered to, to each other that would kind of suck um yeah. but in a way like i said like the other halo games have kind of done that it wasn't like to the point where like oh you know you literally couldn't move because there was like like the tether was like blocking you from moving but it would just teleport you to wherever there were teleport spots and i get you know like i said i understand that in an open world game that would be a lot harder to do and it wouldn't really make sense but i feel like i mean you know hopefully that they actually end up doing it and i hope that it's four player co-op because if this is if this is just like a two player co-op thing then i'll be pretty pissed off because like i'm literally hoping to play this in four players it would be a lot of fun oh yeah i I kind of like to play it with eight players. <laughs> I mean, hey, the more the merrier. Oh, well, more. I'll take four over two any day. I just hope that they don't limit it to two because that would suck. So I see Oculus is stepping up their game too. Oculus has uh, got a new advertising campaign. Oh, nice. And uh, I mean, I've used the uh, Oculus Quest and... To be honest with you, I really liked it. The only thing I played was Beat Saber, but it was a lot of fun, and I felt like I got the best workout of my life. <laughs> but, God, I mean, I, I think every Xbox fan would, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be, but I don't want to wait for a development of um, a peripheral vr device for xbox i would i would just rather see xbox partner with the people that are doing it the best right now and would that be an oculus why not i mean and and it, if you look i know if you look at the price of the oculus quest 2 so it's a, i mean it's not cheap but it's also not extremely expensive but when you also figure in that your series x or your series s is doing all the processing then you're basically just getting an oculus that's a screen and, and headphones so that would be a cheap vr headset at i mean and oculus has found the the sweet spot i believe it's 90 frames a second that is still smooth but still doesn't give you that feeling like you want to you know get sick yeah, that was always the big barrier for me, man. It's like um, I, I put it on and it, it's cool, and then like after ten minutes, I feel like I want to throw up. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh god, or like I, I I lose my I lose my bearing and I want to fall over. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I own one, and my friends own one too, and I've used it with them before. But for me, the main barrier is my vision. <laughs> so I wear glasses, and uh, my glasses are my lenses are actually too big to fit inside the Oculus. So I yeah, so I need to get like the special lenses for it, and until then, I can't really use it. I used it a little bit. I have like I use my older pair of glasses just to try it out. I didn't want to do it for too long because I don't want to mess up my vision any more than it already is because it's already pretty bad. But um, it was fun. Like I had, I had, I had a lot of fun playing with it. With you know, we, we played like this game. It was like this crafting game where you literally have to like cut a tree down and you could like take the branches and like build stuff with it. And it was it was kind of cool. And like you know, they play like other games, you know, because they use a lot more than I do. They actually play one of their favorite games is this game called I believe it's called Water, where you could literally like explore the world like it's Google Maps but in like VR form. So. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Like they li were literally like outside my house in VR. Like it was kind of interesting. Yeah, that sounds um, pretty. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, there's shout some out cool again. Ideas. Shout out again to Thimber in the chat. Says, uh, "I I say it. VR is fun, <laughs> but it's not practical." Yeah, I will always well, prefer any like a game with a controller. Like I don't think is, VR is for me necessarily. Me, me too, but. At the same time, I'm the biggest Half-Life fan that I know. Ah, okay. And to get something, Half-Life, and it be restricted to VR, it literally broke my heart. Because I was like, oh, Half-Life Alex, we get to find out what Alex was doing before she came and, you know, met up with Morgan. And then, no, it's all going to be on VR. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, I think it was cool. I mean, you know, obviously Valve, the Valve Index is obviously like superior. I mean, obviously you're using a PC, but um, yeah, it was a good, it, you know, Val, you know, Alex is good. I think that. Obviously, people are clamoring for like a true successor. Um, maybe that was like a little dip into the pond and see how people react and um, kind of go from there, right? You know, I'm still, I'm just, I, I believe there should have, there was supposed to be an episode three and it was canceled to Half Life. Two, so we got episode one, episode two, and then nothing. And here we are, fifteen years later, nothing. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's like Duke Nukem on the largest scale possible. Yeah, yeah. I am saying that I put a valve over three D realms. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that. I, I agree with that, hundred percent. So. Slayer, um, haven't gotten to talk to you about this. Um, what okay. do you do? You did you play Alan Wake? Have you played Alan Wake? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played the remaster recently, and it was it was it was good. I uh, I you know I could feel the the old age of it for sure because it was very repetitive and you know didn't really have a lot of variety for my taste like you know i'm kind of used to those games kind of having more exploration which it didn't have really other than like the collectibles which 
God, I really hope they don't do as many collectibles as they did for the, for this one because this one was like like a hundred coffee thermoses and all this other crap. Like it was just too much overload. And you know, I did I did them because I'm an achievement hunter, so you know, I had no choice. But uh, but yeah, I liked it. I, I think the story was kind of cool. I feel like for me personally, it ended on a cliffhanger. I don't know if I missed something or if I'm alone in that thinking that but i definitely feel like the game didn't have a good resolution it kind of left me like with a lot of questions and then the dlc i played through the dlc didn't really answer any of those questions so yeah it was it was good but there was just a lot of like meh things about it for me personally okay so as somebody with a a fresh perspective on the alan wake uh, gameplay and universe how do you feel about them taking that survival horror aspect of alan wake into open world i think it'll do a lot better and i think you know hopefully they like i said vary the combat a little bit more add a lot more exploration to it you know like make it like um if they make it kind of like dying light where you have an open world you have the quests and stuff i think that'll work just fine you know, I don't. I don't think that'll be a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when they said that. Uh, I was like, "Wow, really?" Because, I mean, yeah, I do, and I love open world games. I would go as far as to say that my favorite action adventure games are open world games. My favorite shooters are open world games. But the whole point. I mean, when you pre, like, say, uh, I got the collector's edition of Alan Wake, oh, goodness, over a decade ago when it first came out for the 360, and it came in a case that looks like a novel. And to me, that's the way Alan Wake's supposed to be played. It's supposed to be played as if you're you're, you're living a story. And I'm afraid that the open world may take a little bit out of that narrative that made Alan Wake what it was. So, yeah. I mean, don't get well, me wrong, they 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 could pull it off, but I, I mean, I get you because like, you know, I guess Assassin's Creed kind of comes to mind, right? Because I do feel like um I've played literally every game except for brother uh what is it? The um the one that was like a spin-off um that's the only one that i didn't play um where you're playing as nightmare huh no 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 no, no. i'm talking about assassin's creed um the one where you're playing as haytham kenway's father um but so like those games pretty much every game up until up until you know when they started going open world had a pretty tight-knit story and one that you could like you know follow very easily and you know and it was fine right but then they started moving into open world and you got to the you know you got to the kind of like the issues where you could literally go anywhere and you could literally do the quests in any you know like path that you wanted to take in any order and i that i don't like i don't like the fact that you can literally go anywhere and just like okay i want to start this quest line now and it's still part of the main story but it's different different quest chains that kind of make up the whole story. I feel like that kind of tends to make you lost a little bit. And I hope that that's not the case with this game. Cause I also 
see, like, I'm definitely a believer that not every game has to be open world in today's world. Like, it doesn't need to happen. Like, I heard that. I don't know if you if you've heard, but I think the Bioshock game, the new Bioshock game, is also going to be open world. Not a fan of that. You know, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this game being open world because I feel like it. I don't think it should be. I think I hope they they can make it work because I mean I love Quantum Break and I didn't mind that it was a linear experience at all. I feel like that works for a lot of games that are in that format. You know, I don't especially think... when you're playing as a writer and you're, I mean, the writer writes the story the way he wants the reader to experience it, and I, that really came through with Alan Wake. And I'm just afraid that's going to be completely lost with open world. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, hopefully that hopefully they don't make it super open world. Like, you know, I feel like there's levels to it because, I mean, some may some may argue that games like, um, you know, I mean, Halo Infinite, I guess, is like based on what you said, it seems like it's super open world where like everything's open. You can go anywhere. Right. Um, that's kind of like Assassin's Creed. But then you have games like um, I can't remember. Like Dying Light, you know, has an open world, but it's it still has a linear story where you have to do the quests. You could do side quests, but you have to do the story in order. Assassin's right. Creed is not like that, you know? Assassin's Creed, you could literally go to, like, different locations, and there's different main quests in those areas. And then it, it, it all wraps up with a finale, but if, you know, and I'm sure that they try to make it so that no matter where you go, it doesn't necessarily kind of make you lost. But I feel like it, it's just the nature of the beast when it comes to that. Like you'll end up getting a little confused because if you, you know, they are supposed to be done in a specific order, I feel like. And that kind of takes you out of it, in my opinion. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I'm not happy about it. I, I think, you know, like I said, I don't think that linear closed you know like on rails games deserve to not exist anymore i feel like there's a place for them in every in any in, in this market like and i don't think that you know they should all be open world because like bioshock i can't imagine that game being open world like that's kind of dumb in my opinion yeah no that's gonna be that's gonna be weird i mean i love the first especially the first two bioshocks man like i was huge on that um and, and i'm also thinking of like uh another series that i really love which was dead space right like dead space was real tight and and had like a linear design and, and in my opinion is it's one of my favorite games of all time um so no i don't i i agree slayer i think that you know i don't think that every game has to be open world nor do i think that making a game open world is is somehow bringing it to the next generation you know yeah, that's um, that's a dumb argument. If anyone makes that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, as much as I, you know, a lot of a lot of the a lot of Assassin's Creed games, especially the newer ones, they get a lot of hate from people who are like purists and like the old ones. I enjoy the new ones, but at the same time, you know, there's so much there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that game would absorb your life. My, I had a buddy who played Assassin's Creed Origins Odyssey. Uh, both of those games to completion. And I think that was the only thing he played for that year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did the same thing. I pretty much completed every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and we're, so we're talking about hundreds of hours of content. You know what I mean? So that, that's, a, that's a serious dedication. You have to really commit to, all right, this is an open world. I'm going to be exploring. And then if you have, if you're any kind of completionist, you know, or you just, you know, get bogged down in side quests or something like that. So yeah, I like a, every now and then I like a really good 20, 25 hour linear, you know, go mess some stuff up and enjoy a good story, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Hmm. By the way, Bully 2, that rumor has been, has been going on for a while. I'm like, I'm shocked that it hasn't come out by now. Like I, I remember before Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, they said that they were going to be, that was going to be their next game and it wasn't the case. So I'm hoping for it. Cause I, I love Bully, but, uh, We'll see, you know, hopefully. Yeah, Open. Bully was a great game. It was, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, like overall oh. games, like like look at GTA, right? Real quick, sorry, just real quick. Like those games work, you know, like they, they're open world, like, you know, Saints Row, same thing. They work because they figured out how to like make yeah, it work. Far Cry, you know? same, way, same yeah. thing. Yeah, but not every game fits that format, I think. Like if you've, if you've established a franchise and it started off as open world, I feel like it doesn't matter to keep it open world, but if you're if you if you have a franchise that has always been a linear, you know, compact experience, I don't necessarily think like it's going to necessarily do it any favors, you know. And that's what Alan Wake was. It was, I mean, you could venture off the path a little bit, yeah. But you couldn't like go to an area you're not supposed to go to. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, it worked for Halo. I hope. I mean, sounds like you guys are pretty, uh, oh, pretty yeah. happy with it. Yeah, it works for Halo. That's just good. You yeah. wait, just you wait. <clears throat> oh, yeah, like, like it worked. It worked for Ghost Recon too. When Ghost Recon went over world, I mean, I mean, at least oh, for me, I don't. Yeah, like I don't know if if you know, I never really played any of the other ones. I guess I played them a little bit, but I mean, it's that's not necessarily a game that I feel like you know has to be like you know cornered in one format in my opinion because it's just you know it, it's it's not like a franchise that like is known for its story as far as i know so you know but um uh, a good um some sound advice to you slayer um i'm not 100 percent sure on this and i'm just saying that so that it's not a spoiler but um, if you get near a collectible, um, I, okay. I would be watching out for a, an elite in active camo with a sword. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Bastards are everywhere. You're like, oh, just 50 more meters to go, and I've got this upgrade. And you're like, Zoosh. oh, Fuck. damn. <laughs> Where did he come from? Bullshit. Hmm. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's great. Oh man. Also, be ready, be ready for that. Yo, the heroic is no joke, and legendary is is like godly difficulty, man. I'm telling you. Though the, the you go you roll up to an outpost in Halo Infinite on legendary, you better be ready to bring the A game, especially by yourself, dude. Yeah, the like, gameplay. I'm, I'm not messing, I'm on not messing with that right now. Until, is on heroic. Yeah, I'm not messing with anything until 
I get some uh, some friends to roll with it in. <laughs> oh no! Normally, I play like games on normal when I first start them off because yeah, I just, yeah, me too. I want to enjoy the experience. I don't want to like make myself, you know, like I, I understand like some games, you know. The hard mode is not necessarily hard, but like I don't want to risk it. I just want to enjoy the game my first time. And if I feel like the game is good enough for me to play through it again, and I want to maybe maybe challenge myself more, I'll increase it the next for the next playthrough. But initially, I always go through normal. So, so how um, let's say when Hellblade Two comes around. How much of the Series X's power do you think we'll be using at that point? Hmm. It's <laughs> a good question. Well, well I mean, I mean, because hopefully a hundred percent. You know, like because you know, I keep hearing little tidbits here and there about, well, oh, they're not really using the mesh shaders yet. They're really not using the machine learning yet, and. You know, I don't know what to believe. And, you know, and then theoretically there was, what, 24 uh, teraflops of, there was 12 teraflops of uh, computing power, but then there was also theoretically 24 teraflops of ray tracing. Um, so I don't know. If it is that good at ray tracing, we've seen very little of it so far. I know that. Yeah, I think I don't know. So th this is a little bit of a gripe, and, and I know that it's a software issue too. But um, I don't, I don't think that we're seeing as large of a of a gap between the Series X and the PlayStation. You know, even with the uh, you know quote unquote T flop count or whatever, right? Like we've seen, you know, games kind of go back and forth. You know, like Series X might have a higher resolution, but the PlayStation has a more stable frame rate. Um, you know, yada, yada, yada. Now, granted, these are a lot of old games, right, that are just kind of upgrading. So a lot of that can, can go into play. I don't think that we're going to see a whole, whole lot until we really start seeing these games solely being made for next generation and high-end PCs, right? Because let, let's just face it, like, you know, a 3090 is already like leaps and bounds above these consoles. So these consoles are, are, are setting the standard for next generation and then of course you know the high-end pc is going to be able to do it you know a little bit better more bells and whistles and things of that nature so i think that until we can drop all of next generation they can say all right you know let's just focus on this you know it reminds me of like saying hey like we're going to stop working on this old small block 350 it's a great motor but now we're going to be focusing on the brand new 2023 v12 disgusting this you know what i'm saying and really just crank it up and build it knowing that this this is solely for this you know what i mean yeah yeah i also think it it has a lot to do with um so um correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that the the playstation's programming and APIs are all universal. They're not DirectX. Right. Right. So that's why you see the games that are designed for DirectX. Like one of the very first games that had a whole lot of ray tracing was Watch Dogs Legions. 
and that game was actually built on DirectX 12. And so it took immediate use of the DirectX APIs that RDNA 2 had the extensions for. And I don't know what's going on with Slipspace, but I understand the tools being an issue, but at the same time, I'm assuming that the Slipspace engine had to be built on the foundation of DirectX 12. So why aren't we seeing that right away? Why are we still only getting screen space reflections? And I mean, I want true ray tracing, DirectX 12 ray tracing. We, we, we saw it in Watch Dogs, but I'm not seeing it in Halo Infinite. Um, that should have been the like ground floor of the subspace. Yeah, I think it's more of, um, uh, I mean, you know, I, I know it's, I know we're beating a dead drum, but I feel like the, the pandemic probably had a lot to do with it, right? Like, I, don't, I don't think that they had a lot of time to learn a lot of the platform uh, beforehand because, you know, like on Sony side, you're not seeing a whole lot of it either, right? Like you see it in Miles Morales and, and, a, and a few other games, but overall, uh, ray tracing isn't being implemented as much as it is as a as it was intended to be or what they said it was going to be, um, and it may it, and it may very well not as much. We until I think that we're going to see stuff like AMD's Fidelity Super Resolution, right, where they can. Um, you know, use the AI to up-res the image and they can implement ray tracing and still have a good clean image. So that upscaling technology is available. It's just not available on consoles and a lot of games. So if they could find a way to, you know, really kind of cook that into the core of the game, um, I think they might have a better chance. You know what I mean? And those upscaling technologies are working very well. Uh, NVIDIA actually came out with a, um, a driver leveled nvidia image scaling technology that's um activatable in your nvidia settings and what it does is it basically renders your your pc at you know whatever whatever resolution you want to it, it to res at and then it and then it up it to your native resolution so you know if you're running a 1440p you can set it to run it like just above 1080p and then it will up res the image to 1440p but you still get the good frame rates right so you can bump the settings up you can have the higher refresh rates um and then still have a clean image you know what i'm saying um i think that we need to get to a point where we're utilizing that stuff better on the console side and i think we'll see more implementations of these you know things like ray tracing and stuff that really you know takes a hit because it hurts performance. Yeah, I totally agree. So this brings us to our last section that um, uh, I like to think I've pioneered with the Xbox Live Party Podcast USA stream. And this is the section where the panelists get to chime in on maybe something I didn't talk about, mention, or cover. Um, do either of you have anything that needs to be said or needs to be covered? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something small. Like tomorrow, I'm sure everybody is excited about it as much as I am. But uh, The Witcher 2, I mean, The Witcher Season 2 is out tomorrow on Netflix. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ooh, I'm binge watching. Binge watching all day. Yeah. Binge watching. Are they dropping all there the episodes? That I don't know. But I do know that okay. it's it starts tomorrow. But maybe. I mean, I, I feel like... like I, I, I feel like Netflix does I don't like that, being so. drip fed, man. I don't like being drip fed. I don't, yeah. I don't know who came out. I don't know who came out with that, but I, I subscribe to these services so I can binge, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't like being fed it every week, you know. I'll actually, I don't know about you guys, I'll wait until all of them are out so that I could just watch them one by one or all at yeah. one time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, same, I waited same. halfway. Th- Halfway through the first season of The Mandalorian before I started watching, so that I had a good three hours to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I let I let Man- I let Mando go up pretty well, um, before I watched all of them. You know, is is that over? Mando, I mean, yeah. I mean, Mando's yeah. Mando's, you know. So now they're doing like Boba Fett. So basically like Mando's supposed to be like going on doing his thing. And now we're kind of like picking back up on, on Boba and some new adventures from him is from what I can gather from the end of the Mandalorian. Okay. But um, power, do you have anything? Um, You know, no, not not too too much. I think we we went over like a good little bit. I do think that um, if anybody has the time or wants to check it out, I think that the Gunk is a pretty good little game. From what I played of it, I got a, I got about a half hour to an hour in, in before we started the podcast, and um, it looks like a cool little game. Uh, seems like a you know, you know, basically dropping on planets. You're like a poor little kid trying to make some money. And kind of stumble upon this, uh, you know, really amazing thing that you can do. And um, I, I think that it's a decent little game. It, it rated like 71 on meta. But at the end of the day, you know, I've liked, listen, we talk about Metacritic, right? So Metacritic is so subjective, right? To say, like, I would have liked Halo Infinite if it would have gotten a 45 on Metacritic. I wouldn't have cared, you know? Um I played, I have, I have 3,640 hours logged in on destiny and that game logged and that game rated 69 Metacritic when it launched. And I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like had to, the Metacritic did not bother me. It was the, it was the gameplay loop and it, it was just a game that I enjoyed. You know, if I find a game I like, I play it and nobody else's opinion matters, you know, play the game, give it a shot. Um, I think it's a pretty cool little game. It kind of reminds me of has that psychonauts kind of kind of goofy, kind of bantery type thing with it. So give it a try. Yeah, well, I got one up on you. I got one up on you on my my tastes compared to Metacritic. Okay. So Duke Nukem Forever. I loved that game, <laughs> and it barely broke fifty. Yeah, on Metacritic. Yeah, 
I remember being I remember being really excited for that game too. <laughs> I remember I remember really being hyped about that game. But that's all that's just because for so many years it was a the the release of that game was a myth. It was yeah. never gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, like it was like it came out, it's coming out a month from now. Everybody's like, Oh my goodness, a month from now. And then the posters started going up in GameStop, and you're like, This is really happening. Awesome. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it too. Like, cause it stayed true to like the series roots. And I feel like that's, you know, if you were like a fan of like, you know, the, the old games, it you felt right at home playing that game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Duke Nukem portion of uh Bloodstorm. Was it Bloodstorm? Yeah. Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm, yes. The oh Duke yeah, Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. Yeah. That was good as well. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Um, I would uh, kindly ask you all to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to everybody. My name is KY Bob. You can cut, you can find me on YouTube, Xbox, PlayStation, same name. For some reason, nobody else wanted KY Bob, so I had the pickings. <laughs> Power Man, where can they find you? Oh man, I'm in my normal spot, man. I'm on I'm on Twitter uh, at PowerMan4K. Um, I'm on YouTube at PowerMan4K, and you can catch me here every Thursday, uh, chopping it up with you guys. That's right, my merry band of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> And Slayer, where can they find you at, brother? Uh, pretty much Slayer exclusive or Slayer exclusive gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, gaming every everywhere, <laughs> and with you guys uh, every Thursday, and uh, and whenever the the other Xbox Live Party podcast will be in the new year, we'll see. You can find me on Twitter at KYBob, also, and the KYBob YouTube channel. Hasn't seen any action for a while, and I'm working on fixing that. But until then, you can always catch me as your host of the USA stream of the Xbox Live Party Podcast. Everybody have a good night, a safe holidays. Good night, guys. Merry Christmas. Shout out to Thimber. Thank you for joining us. Shout out out Thimber. (laughs) Appreciate it. Our number one one dedicated fan. Indeed. Uh, there There will not be a show next week, the day before Christmas Eve. But there will be a show the day before New Year's Eve. So we're only going one one week without a show. And that is next week. But we will be back the week before that, before the weekend of the New Year's. And have a blessed holidays, everybody. Good night. Have a good one.